This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Uh, gonna have a good day if we survive. <laughs> DA show, I'll tell you all fair something. The DA show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm actually concerned for a second. So we just have the little rumble under our feet? Yeah. Hope we didn't get like an earthquake or anything, not to alarm anybody. And there's constantly things happening in and around our building. Right, so construction. It's probably, yeah, it's probably like just that. that. I'm taking my headphones off to see if I can hear a drill going because this room is not yeah. soundproof. No, and our I don't. feet just shook a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even the desk rattled. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, it did happen to happen in an exact second I passed gas, which alarmed. So it could have been that, not construction. Yeah. I had what they call a cart. I coughed and did something at the same time. Well, who's they? Uh, the kids. Mm. And then the ground shook, and that was like, I think, really coincidental, but scared me a little. All right. It's Mraz's I'm bogus. actually relieved. Our, it's probably just you. I'm ironically relieved, too. It's hour number two on the DA show here. Hour number one, if you're just tuning in, Kevin Wall and Billy Jockle. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call this? Is that also a cart? Oh, you, good thing the stream is not live because this is terrible. You can only hear this, America. Oh, he's going to leave. <laughs> Sean has spent the good part of the last hour telling me and Caserta how good he's been with his workout routines and his eating choices. Clothes are fitting better. His clothes are fitting better. He looks good in the mirror. And I don't know what just happened. And and he was telling America just a half hour ago, chicken nuggets for the next right. three weeks are going to skyrocket. Exactly. Are you okay? I tell you, man, I am on like two and a half weeks of straight like a mucus in the back of my throat. I'm not even sick. And it's only in the morning, man. It's like I, I've talked so much for an hour that I finally just shook up a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bobby Bacala's dad in The Sopranos. Just into the tissue. It's a bad scene. I get you an iron lung. Yeah. But you're okay now? I think so. I got it up. That was pretty terrible. I got to be honest. That was a bad four minutes for me. Uh, that wasn't four minutes. You are so lucky there's no camera right now. Yeah. And uh, you're lucky, guys, that I didn't puke because that's one of my least favorite as with Noises. like the Jody montage that makes my skin crawl. That mucusy cough, hacking, loogie uh, sound is just, and I had to see it too. Horrible. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. But hardest we're back. of hats for me right now. The hardest of hats. We're back. We're back in the DA show groove. All right. How about <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy yesterday, Bogues? Did you see this proposal? He coughed up something yesterday. That is so good. Thank you. That is so Thank damn you. good. And I actually might like your cough better than his ideas. Okay. Well, let's go over his ideas. Tonight you will be reminded what I think everybody knows or should know by now, and that is that the team of Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson are the premier announcing tandem team, whatever you want to call them, in the four major sports that we have here in America. Um, Look, Breen on play-by-play is excellent. 
And Van Gundy is the perfect, before we even figure out about Mark Jackson, or talk about Mark Jackson, Van Gundy's the perfect foil to the league as far as not being afraid to call them out despite being the premier analyst of it. Um, and the perfect, like, let a game breathe, and when you have a really good point to make, I'm going to teach you a little something about the game here. I love listening to Jeff Van Gundy on these NBA games. I, just, I love it. I feel like I learn something new every spring of a sport I've watched my entire life. And obviously Mark Jackson is it perfect. Like, they never agree on anything. So it just, it works. So Van Gundy, ahead of the NBA Finals, had to have Adam Silver rolling. Now think about all the dumb stuff Adam Silver's come up with that we're going to have. We're going to have in-season tournaments. Ugh. The playing tournaments that people seem to like, but I can't stand fine. Adam Silver tinkers with a lot of stuff while not fixing the core NBA problems, which include fouls getting out of hand and all this. The problem is Van Gundy comes up with a plan I don't think is actually great. (laughs) I mean, and it's just his idea. Right. It's not not a formal proposal. To shorten games. There's no real, you know, there's nothing real behind this. And remember, games, despite all the fouls, take two and a half hours. So here... We haven't even read the proposal yet, folks. By the way, you mentioned this, I think, off-air. Game 7, Celtics Heat, was on fast-forward. That game was over in a hurry. It was like 2 hours, 15 minutes. I'll great. take that. Can I get that tonight for Game 1? Let's, we got Thirsty Thursday coming up. Okay. I'm going to toast something here. Okay. It's Jeff Van Gundy's idea, or ideas, he's going to eliminate a lot of trips to the free-throw line. He wants to eliminate free throws until the last four minutes of a game. If you get fouled on a shooting foul, you just get the points. You don't go to the line. And then you don't go to the line for technical free throws. They're just points. Yeah. I love Jeff like you do. And clearly he knows more about basketball than you and I do. And he should, if there ever was a committee for making basketball better, he should be on it. This seems ridiculous to yeah. me. Now, I did for a second consider if you did just award points straight for fouls, would then fouls go down and guys play better legitimate defense or would they play less defense to avoid fouling, giving up two free points or three free points? Right. and they, But therefore making scoring easier because they're playing worse D, letting guys get... So I and then I was and I said I'm wasting my literally wasting my time. This is never going to happen. This is just right. me talking out loud. But I'm it's surprising that someone so connected to the game has something that's so disconnected from everything we know about basketball. Yes, it makes no sense. I think that fouls and free throws are a problem, but it seems like that's not even what Van Gundy's viewing as the problem in eliminating them here. I have an idea. The and NBA, actually, by the way, the problem a lot of times is the fouls at the end of the last four minutes. Right, because the NBA has, and I, I, part of these are designed to speed things up and, and and make the games go faster. But there's no more complicated setup than the NBA. Like, every rule then has, like, two sub-rules based on yeah. when this happens. It's, the, it's, my, it's my first foul in the last two minutes. The shot clock only goes back to 14, not 24. Some of those things are good. It's just so complicated. Maybe there's a way to streamline some NBA rules in general and speed things up. Yeah, and I was going to say, the NBA is still the one sport where no matter how long I've been watching it to that point, there's still times I'm like, wait a minute. I still don't understand things about the NBA, when fouls happen, when they don't, what a take foul is, free path. Like There's so many little 
And it's the same with their salary why, cap. There's so why much the, minutia. Why the clock doesn't just start and you're allowed to roll the ball up to midcourt. So, so that's, that's actually my new favorite one. I never describe it well, but there's there's one scenario where if you roll the ball, I guess with the basket, you're, the other team scores a hoop. The yep. clock still runs, but the shot clock doesn't begin until you touch the basketball. So if you roll the ball, and I think John Morant does this a lot, if you yes. roll the ball up the floor, the clock is running, but the shot clock isn't. So you're actually taking more than 24 seconds, in theory, off the clock. That one is cute to me. That one I like. But some so other stupid. But some other stuff in there, and you know, advancing the ball after a timeout drives me nuts. The NBA's got like a 7,500-page rule book. Like, let's just do 75 pages. And maybe things go a little faster. Yeah. Also, Van Gundy would like to cut back on halftime. I'm listening to this. One. I think it's a waste of time. He said, "Cut it down to like five minutes." Then we also wouldn't have to hear them the term halftime adjustments, the most cliche, overused term in NBA history. He wants to cut basically NBA games down to a tight two hours. Now, I've never thought of basketball being a true pace of play, even though I have a problem with the fouls at the end because the games still take two and a half hours. I could give you two and a half hours. It's just that it feels like the first three and a half quarters take an hour and the last six minutes and take 90 minutes. Yeah, okay, so if that's a way of balancing it out, if you're more likely to tune in knowing the fourth quarter only matters, but I'm only sitting there for two hours, I could hear it. But halftime would be, I, I guess I'm with you on halftime. Yeah, this is where Van Gundy, the rally starts to begin. Like this, the this, rally. this could be a thing. I still think you need to leave the court, go back in your locker room, have your little whiteboard you can write things on, go to the bathroom, change your shorts. Every guys do it halftime. But it doesn't need to be as long as it is because at at one point they're just sitting there doing nothing. Right. It's a quick chat. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Hey, stop fouling, whatever. And then they just hang out. So we could definitely shave some time off of halftime. And I would also say the free throw thing when if you're just going to award teams points, could you imagine our crying about officials then? Right. Then, if you're just handing out two points or a technical handing out points without even giving the opportunity to, we would be outraged yeah. at every game. Although and gambling on games, oh right. But I will it say this: never happen. I, as I as we as we again go back down this road, I could probably and if the NBA wanted to do this, and we're looking for compromise. Here's maybe a compromise, but again, they're not looking to do this as far as we know. I could maybe see instead of shooting the tech for, you know, delay a game or a legal defense, whatever that you could just give me a point. But that's like that's gonna save you like a nanosecond over yes. a season. So that's yeah. not even gonna be that helpful. Very interesting. But Van Gundy, let's see if he tries to pop up any of these ideas tonight after it was hot yesterday. There's Mike Breen will absolutely discuss this at some point in this series. Yeah. Now, you'd hope that the game's exciting enough that we don't need to go down that road tonight? Yeah. No, I could see early on if there's like a string of fat, like the second quarter gets a little slow because there's a bunch of fouls and shots. I could see Bream bringing this up like, well, you know, if we had the Van Gundy plan, we'd just be giving, giving out points right now. Tweets coming in, by the way, at Morass, CBS, at Andrew Bogus, where your booskies should go as well as we do those in five minutes. Tubular meat, tweets in Bogues. My son, a grown-ass man, has a full freezer full of toaster strudel and PB&J Uncrustables. He keeps the Pop-Tarts on his bedroom so nobody knows they're there. Old school frosted fruit flavor Pop-Tart guy here until they make a kielbasa flavor. <laughs> now, I don't know if you could replicate kielbasa flavor. By the way, mm. don't knock Uncrustables in the freezer. So Delicious. I, I have a problem with Uncrustables. What's pe- that? Well, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are near perfection to me. Yeah. 
there's just something wrong about an Uncrustable. It, there's like it just I don't know. And the I, fact I, that it defrosts and it tastes perfectly fine. No, it's just I, they seem unnecessary because I can make a PB and J in thirty mm-hmm. seconds. I tell you, I've brought them in here to, before, Bogues. Instead of waking up in the morning or like refrigerating, I put that in my bag. It's good an hour later. Bam, popping them out. They're delicious. Yeah. And the, and they got the, the the combination right. You know, it's hard to perfect the amount of peanut butter and jelly together. They got it down to a science. But that's for you, though. Like, what's your ratio? Because I like more jelly than peanut butter. Oh, no. I think it's two parts peanut butter, one part jelly. Yeah, see, I go the other way. I, I like the jelly more. Really? I, the peanut then your butter, bread starts falling apart. The peanut butter is like the, um, the binder and the base for the jelly. Interesting. Like, when, wow, I, when I, I make a... When you I don't feel like jelly's exploding in your mouth, then? Well, here's what I do, though. I make one, you give it a little squish... You get a little overrun. Squishy liquid. Then I got a little on the outside. I can maybe on my plate, I got a little jelly to pick back up with another bite. Yeah, I'm I'm probably uh, two to one jelly to peanut butter. This is a very fat show today. Jay tweets in Best Pop Tarts are always untoasted. Best flavors are chocolate fudge, fudge sundae, and wild berry. Hot take. Store brand cherry is miles ahead of that nasty Pop Tart plastic tasting cherry. I don't like that take. I've had these store brand Pop Tarts in various stores. They are perhaps the worst replication of the original that exists. And I'm talking, you know, different f- brands of cookies, different brands of soda, chips, all of that. By far the worst replication a store brand does over a true brand is Pop-Tarts. We might have learned this on this show with a caller or something. A lot of I've, store brand things are the actual products that don't meet, especially like sodas. It's like for whatever reason it doesn't meet Coke standard. So they sell it, and it goes in like the Shoprite bottle, but it's really? still really. I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I mean, if it didn't reach the standard, it didn't reach the standard yeah. for a reason. And that's I, right. And by the way, you might be saying Duck Sports. The reason yeah. Pop Tarts are a topic is they got named the new sponsor of the bowl game in Orlando. Squishy Liquid did tweet in. By the way, where's the "this is stupid" option? Thanks for li- thanks for the lesson in subliminal advertising. By the way, which fast food chain paid to have the team be called the Nuggets? <laughs> Thank you, Squishy Liquid. <laughs> By the I do way, have, get a picture. I do have one more non-sports question. What's that? Since these are kind of new to me, walk me through the difference between a pop tart and a toaster strudel. Are you really are you serious? Yeah, like are they are they uh, drastically different? Yeah, okay. they're they're two completely different products. So a pop tart, since you haven't barely had any, I know what a pop tart is. Okay. I guess the toaster strudel I definitely soft, never had is a soft pastry flaky crust stuffed with. Uh, I mean, insert flavor here. Maybe like a an apple strudel type filling. So it really is a strudel that you then just are warming up. So you're putting it in the toaster, toaster strudel, mm. and the outside is, yeah, like a flaky pastry kind of thing. Right. And inside is pick your fruit flavoring or flavor like I do a cinnamon bun one at home. So it's an unfresh version of the bakery. Yeah, version. so it warms up, so the filling gets warm. You get a couple of those toaster marks on the outside, and then it comes with, like, this little icing pack that you bite, and you do, like, a little swirl on it to get your icing, and you sit there, and it's warm in your hand, and you get, like, the flakiness falling apart in your mouth. It's very good. It's, okay. it's completely different than a Pop-Tart. Okay. Uh, Tyler tweets in, got to go with the OG brown sugar Pop-Tart. People love that. By the way, OG, was that the original Pop-Tart, the brown sugar? Brown sugar! Well, no, was that what that song was about? Was the Pop-Tart? I don't think it was about Pop-Tarts. Mm. I don't think. Joshua Offenberger tweets in, My daughter loves the s'mores flavor. They're the only flavor she will eat. And as I said yesterday, the s'more, or earlier in the week, one of the rare perfect desserts in America. One of the rare. So, But replicating that, fla- uh, that flavor, not that great. 
And Fangelo Castaldi tweets in, when talking about the premise of the Jordan flu game and Jimmy Butler worrying about restaurant staff messing with his food road food and road towns, Mraz says, I don't think it would happen in Boston. In Philly, that might happen. Love Mraz, but that's just lazy Philly bashing. I mean, I'm, I'm not somebody out in Vancouver. I, I live between Philly and Boston. I hate to break it to you. Uh, I can get my tires slashed outside the link. That's not going to happen at Gillette. Like, just for starters. Just for starters. Let's not let's not pretend let's not have your, your city be prodded on being tough guys and they get mad when we bring it up. It's not lazy. Not everybody's like that, but let's be real here. All right. That was a little fun Twitter interaction. At Moraz CBS at Andrew Bogish, Thirsty Thursdays. We toast them like the strudels and like the Pop Tarts. We're toasting on Thirsty Thursday next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh, probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booskies. Wow, I didn't know that. Giants have the longest preseason title odds at 50 to 1. It very, very interesting. What? They were showing the preseason title odds just now. Sorry, then we'll get to Thirsty Thursday on like... I guess either the Nuggets or Heat are going to be up there for longest preseason title odds to win an NBA title. Oh, oh, okay. Um, and the lo- biggest long shot to ever win a championship in the four major sports were the 2007 Giants at 50-1 to preseason. Interesting. Consider that. How about that? I thought you meant right now, and I was very confused no, no, by no, no, that. preseason. All right, Kevin Wall, what do we got? So I'm going to be toasting to my cousin, Ryan. Okay. So uh, last week I-, I got a phone call. Hey, what are you doing next Friday night? I don't know. I don't have anything planned yet. You want to go see Billy Joel with me? Oh, I got an extra wow. ticket. I'm like, well, I've never seen Billy Joel before. <laughs> I, I hear I, I've always wanted to go. So heck yeah, I'm going to go. How much do you want me to pay for the ticket? I have no problem doing that. No, it's on me. Don't worry. We're going to have a good time. So wow. I am seeing Billy Joel tomorrow night at the Garden. And it's something I wanted to do for a very long time. It just never got the opportunity to. But my cousin Ryan coming in clutch. 
I will buy a beer for him, and we I will toast too. to that. So, yeah. Booskies to my cousin Ryan. That's great. Billy Joe, I've seen twice. Once when I was a kid, once 2017. Hope he still got it on stage. It's been a few years, but, I mean, it's a great show. My my parents went in November, and my parents seen Springsteen. They've seen Bon Jovi, Eldon John. <laughs> All they the classics said, yeah, in Jersey. They said, hands down, Billy Joel in November was the best concert they've ever yeah. attended. I saw him in February on Valentine's Day. Oh, it's that's a, right. It's a, very, it's a very tight show. They come on. They plow through it. Yeah, not he really opening acts bit. or anything, right? Nope. You get you probably you might get a special guest. That's a pretty common occurrence. I didn't have one, but everyone's in a while. Bruce is home. I know he was in tour in Europe, but he just came home. They have a couple weeks off. Now so. let, let me ask you this, or Bogues, maybe. Well, you might like this. When I last went in 2017, Billy Joel played a very fun set for a a good stretch where it was crowd roar for either or song. Yeah, did he do that bit? There's tricks like that. Yeah, so like five songs. Let's say it was like five. He literally did not play the five songs that didn't get chosen, but you would pick which song in the air. It was a fun game back and forth. Yeah, I, I feel like he almost, this time when I saw him, he asked the band what they wanted to play. There was a you decide what's next scenario. But he's got a bunch of those things. Yeah, like that's the stories, the segues into songs. Hands down, my favorite Billy Joel song. You may be right, so I, I assume that will be on the set list. So oh, once cut. I hear that song, Dave's World, that was the opening song to Dave's World. Fun sitcom from the night. All right, Billy Jacqueline, what are we toasting? So uh, yesterday we had a a very loud and you know uh, you know newsroom yesterday. So uh, I was hoping <laughs> that today would be a more quieter day. So as I parked my car this morning and I'm walking here. I'm just saying to myself, please, just no more. Let's just quiet newsroom, please. None of that today. I don't want it. No one try to leave early. Let's just do our work and just, like, have a good day here. Oh, and no. so far up to this point, we haven't had that. So I'm toasting to that. Okay, toast. <laughs> it's a great Billy Jocalone toast. It's a, that's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> But I do like the idea of Billy hitting the beep beep on his car and then mumbling to himself for three blocks. <laughs> please, quiet, yeah, please. please. Uh, Silence! Greg Caserta, who are we toasting? I went back and forth on this one. I was going to toast the uh, Jamaican jerk truck that's normally parked outside on Thursdays. I was going to go there for lunch good. today. Yeah. Jamrock jerk. Have yeah. you been there yet? No, because I'm not a big jerk seasoning fan. Okay. Another thing so, I don't like. So uh, I'm going to pivot here. And I'm going to toast Noor Alfala, who is pregnant with Al Pacino's child. <laughs> yes. This started under a news yesterday. She's 29. He's 83. So the fact that she let him get on top of her. Oh, boy. And put Easy a baby boy. in her. I mean, how do you know what I mean, I give her in. a lot of credit for doing that. Um, there's the risk that he knocks his wig off during the act. Oh. Um, you know, to hear him go... Hooah in bed. That's got to be something. So props to you, Noor. Eight months pregnant. Everybody getting knocked up on the DA show. Booskies. You know, Sean toasted her yesterday because this showed her commitment that this is real love. Yeah, she's not just in it for the money. She's actually doing the action. Except yeah, for the fact yeah, that she created love. another person that's going to get money out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what does he care? He's going to be dead soon. Folks, I'm going to toast... I guess it's the, the, the blanket term would be the NCAA Spring Championships, but in particular, lacrosse, which just ended. Wax. Softball is onto its World Series, and the Softball? baseball postseason just begins this week. Um, hey, hey. Great sports, great competition, great afternoon sports yes, viewing. Yes. A little ping of the, of the bat, the metal bats, some lack, some ground balls. I'm all in. 
So I'm toasting to all of them for getting well, me for I, the next couple of weeks. I like. I always like the lacrosse championships more than we can. Ryan Hickey clearly liked them as well. Yes. Ooh, we got screwed. Well, I didn't like the ending. Prince, they got screwed. I think I have a toast that speaks for everybody who's up at this ungodly hour, I guess a couple hours ago. I'm toasting the NBA. We had forgotten about this announcement, and we're going to finally see it in real time. We are getting an 8.30 p.m. tip instead of a 9.07 p.m. tip Eastern time on the NBA Finals. And for a sport that takes two and a half hours to play, really not that long. But that half an hour can make an enormous difference. We talked about... An 8.30 tip for the Easter Conference Game 7. That game was over by 10.45. I was able to sleep 11 to 4 and get five hours sleep. I will not be a crankosaurus. That half an hour makes all the difference yeah. in the world. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing about East Coast bias. Guess what? You've had your national championship games, your NBA finals, West Coast. <laughs> we've done it long enough with your stupid time zone. Come conform to us. Because you know what? I got news for you. All you people on the West Coast, you know what I would love? A game starting at 5.30 p.m. as soon as I get out of work. So I never understood those complaints. Well, we all get out of five. Stop it. Stop. Everybody in America manages to take off for uh, the NCAA tournament or baseball opening day. I'm sure you find a way at most jobs you could dip out a half an hour early to beat that traffic and get home for tip tonight. This is your toast? It, it started very positive, and now it's veering into kind of— I'm a negative person. Yeah. But I'm toasting the NBA for not conforming to the West Coast people. Give Booskies. us an 830 tip. Booskies. Booskies. You know, you like to speak for the people. Say you speak for the people. I don't always think you speak for the people, but here you're speaking for the people. Enough of this. You are absolutely right. First of all, I thought nowadays people don't work 9 to 5. Right, exactly. So 5.30 is not necessarily the hard, or 6.30 local time tonight. You can deal with an 8.30 tip. You can get there, and then you get to enjoy freely the end of all the games. The West Coast always wins. Yes. We don't even have, I remember growing up, there, the Sunday finals games were a 7 o'clock tip. Sure. We, we lost those. We don't have that and, anymore. And you could get together with, like, friends or family, or dare I say your kids can watch. Right. I mean, do you know what it's like when you have to wake up anywhere between the hours of 4 and 6.30 or mm. 3, 3 o'clock and 6.30 in the morning? Any, and I'm not just speaking to me. I'm talking about anybody who's up that early in the morning. Do you know what fourth quarters of some of these NBA Finals games are like? You're watching your bedroom TV snuggled under going, oh, gee, can we stop fouling here? You actually root for the games to end and not for the actual games to be fun. Right. So you That get the, sucks. On the West Coast, you get to hustle home and maybe miss the first six minutes. And then yeah. freely, easily, no hassle watch the rest of the game yeah. while we're here pinning our eyes open to get to the finish and line. And not for nothing, the game's going to end tonight on the West Coast. Guess what? You can pump on your, your Vanderpump Rules reunion. Exactly. You've got plenty of time before you go to bed. Yeah. Oh, good for yes. us. Good I'm going to be us. I'm gonna be locked in tonight. I'm, I'm The 30-minute gap. It's you're huge. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. National title games are back doing it, or at least the football side. I love it. We're back as the East Coast. The East Coast is back, folks. <laughs> we're back. I don't know where we went, but we're back from there. <laughs> yeah. And that is your Thirsty Thursday. A couple more tweets coming in. The Gentleman's Mop tweets in. Your take on Jeff Van Gundy was so wrong. He and his clown brothers shouldn't be allowed to appear in public without their faces painted. Hmm. Also, Jeff and oh, Mark God, Jackson ruined them. broadcast by whining incessantly about foul calls. They think were wrong. Trash. Wow, you're watching a different game, Gentleman's Mop. I mean, own your opinion. That's fine. I completely disagree with you. I think Stan's actually better than Jeff. Stan's a Stan great, great in Game 7. It was awesome. Now, Jack, Mark Jackson, I, can do, I don't need Mark Jackson. But Van, wow. the both Van Gundys, sign me up. Allen tweets in. How about this? I don't even know where Allen lives. Maybe Allentown? He tweets Ugh. in, I'll be at Billy Joel tomorrow night. Brewskies or Booskies with a bunch of emojis. 
Alan, I'll tell you what. You find Kevin Wall, he will buy you five beers tomorrow night, okay? Okay, you wish on that one. The man was just laid off. He's got all the capital in the world. He's got severance money. All right? (laughs) He's double dipping. Dixieland Dan tweets in, and this is a heck of a picture. The A on CBS quote is going to fire up the retweet on this one. I'd like to toast my wife. Today, we have been married for 10 years. In 10 years, we've added a six-year-old, a new home, and an army of pets. There have been ups. There have been downs. But somehow she put up with me this whole time. I shot way out of my league here. Hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Now, this is perhaps one of the most amazing pictures I've ever seen. I'm even going to retweet this. Dixieland Dan, for his wedding, wore jeans. Oh, boy. Okay. He wore a bow tie and vest that are both (laughs) printed with, like, the hunting camouflage. With the white collared shirt underneath it, and he's got unbelievable hair and like the same coffee ring goatee I had nine years ago when I got married. Yeah. Now he's got the lot thicker beard. His wife, of course, dresses in a beautiful bridal dress. She is, of course, very pretty for Dixieland Dan, who's just all due respect, Dan, a gross looking human being. He looks like John Tesh. Yeah. When he recorded the NBA on NBC yeah. theme. I've retweeted that for us. It's a good comp. <laughs> we got to tuck in the uh, the white button down, too. Yeah. At least give me that, Dan. This is so... I give Dan credit, too, because this is so on-brand. That's fantastic. That he would be dressed like this for a wedding. Like, if you asked me what Dan wore to his wedding, I'd be afraid to say this because I didn't want to, like, insult him. Right, but this is what he wore at his wedding. And his wife actually said, well, I'm still going to be a bride here, and I'm going to wear a bridal dress. Uh, and she's beautiful. Congrats, congrats on ten years, Dan. Building a great family. The crook, uh, Dan on Memorial Day. Did you see what he ate this weekend? No, I, I think he's. I think oh. he stopped tweeting at me. No, he didn't even tweet at me. But I guess it popped up in oh, like I'm whatever the Twitter algorithm is. Yeah, he had a bunch of family either at his house or at a family member's house, and they did like the full crawfish boil. Oh, you know what? I did see oh, that. I retweeted it, and it was like they just put down the paper on the table. Yeah. It looked so. Good. Like, that is a great Memorial Day spread. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, and, I, you know, people I was with all week, I kept showing the picture. I go, you know, here we are making a freaking a couple burgers and some sausage. I go, look what they're doing down. Uh, where is he? Mississippi? He's in Mississippi, right? Yeah. Oxford. Yes. Yes. Good for you, Dan. Enjoy. Maybe and they Dan- t- turned up their crawfish boil. They got crab legs in there, too. Yeah. That's, that's a, a lot going move on. right there. Uh, Steven Saverna Park tweets, I'm toasting Sean for his ability to anger so many different groups while keeping his popularity so high. Teachers, Ranger fans, mothers, Todd's, initial guys, etc. It's truly a gift. Hashtag falling forward. Hashtag Booskies. Thank you. Booskies. Thank you. On that note, I was nominated for Pulse of the People Award in New York City. Uh, over on WFN in New York, the nominees, Kate Upton, uh, Joe Douglas, GM of the Jets, Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees, Brian Dable, coach of the Giants, uh, to name a few, and me. Yeah, I actually think Kate Upton has backed out of said competition has because she? she was next to you in the lineup. So I, I guess I have a pulse for the people, so I hope I win. I'll, we'll let you know when voting opens up. And, so uh, there is honor. voting for this, right? I have no idea. Like, I don't know how the whole bit works, so I'm just going to vote for you if there's a possibility to do that. Why would you do that? I'm the most likely candidate to win, clearly, because oh. I have the biggest pulse of the people. If you lose to Stu Finer, I'm going to be really irritated. First of all, don't knock my man Stu. Stu's my guy. Oh, he's great. You don't like him, clearly. No, he's, he's great. I've been a guest at his house. We've hung out together. That's my guy. I only know what I see online, so I, I have no personal relationship. He's with as him. genuine as he looks online. 
Okay. That's not an act, I will tell you that. Okay. We could talk off here. Yeah. 855-212-4227. Maybe too much of his heart on the sleeve. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and by the way, if you'd like to, uh, you know, check out Dan's wife, I have retweeted that picture at Mraz, CBS, M-R-A-Z-C-B-S. If there's any lonely nights ahead. Uh, what do we got, Greg? Well, we might as well call them the Denver Narratives. The Nuggets have been the underdog. Ha! <laughs> Never the favorite, even when they open the finals line at minus 360. Michael Malone's been fiery at times when defending his team. Great if you're one of his players or a fan of said team, but he spoke about Nikola Jokic and what separates him from the rest. He's not trying to be something he's not. He's not trying to create a narrative other than, I'm Nikola Jokic, I play for the Denver Nuggets, I'm going to do everything I can to help our team win, and I'm going to do it with class, I'm going to do it with professionalism, and I'm never going to make it about me. Wow, what a unicorn. Nobody else in sports has ever done that. Eric Spolstra might have confirmed he's the best on the sidelines right now by getting the heat back to the finals. And while he's been here before as a two-time champion, he gave props to the new culture in Denver. Mike and his staff have just done a tremendous job of building uh, um, a system that fits you know, perfectly uh, around their, t- their two uh, top players. Uh, and they uh, do the, all the right things. You're, you're not going to have any kind of uh, uh, weaknesses or glitches or cracks um, in, in a culture um, or professionalism or anything like that. And, and we feel the same way uh, about uh, our group. So I, I just think it's set up for, for great competition. Tough place to play. Denver 8-0 at home this postseason. Did you know they have thin overall. air? They have thin air. They play the game in Everest. Really? Yeah, thin air. Up Tell there. me more about that. Thin air. Well... You go up there, and it's the mountains. Right. So they say sea level is like the even part of the earth when you're down at sea. Sure. They say. So this is over 5,000 feet above that. So if you walked out your local area, if you live on the coast, and you walked out to the beach, that is what people would call sea level. If you were to look up in the sky 5,000 feet, that's where the Nuggets Arena is. Wow. But are, they, are they in the stars? They may be, but that's what's very tough to play there. But you could get there via airplane because your airplane, when it takes off, it rises up. And then think about it. It's less of a decline in the descent. So when you climb right. at however many feet, let's say you're flying out of O'Hare in Chicago. Mm. You make that I climb. I think that's a United Hub, right? Yeah. <laughs> then when you fly to Denver, they don't go, we've begun our initial descent. Mm. They just land it like they're parking a car. Wow. How about that? They parallel park that bad boy? Ah, uh, No. I mean, you still need some structure. Right. These are big birds. So you guys, you, have, you guys have been on uh, these airplanes you speak of quite a bit, right? <laughs> I've been on a plane. Some might call me a TSA pre-check member, Ooh, not to brag. Big, big shot over here. <laughs> not to brag. <laughs> An aristocrat. I think you sign up for yeah, it. Yeah, not and, to brag. Yeah. So when I flew down to Tampa Bay about a week or two ago, yes. I had something happen to me that has never happened before. When we were about to land, wheels are down. You can see the runway out both windows. Uh-huh. We're about to hit, and the pilot pulled the plane up, and oh. we went right back into the air. I had one of those before. Scary. Very scary. Yeah, we were flying into St. Thomas on my honeymoon for a hur- during a hurricane. Oh, jeez. Where we knew there was a hurricane going on, a Category 1, and we figured the flight would be canceled. And then we woke up, and the flight wasn't canceled, so we went to the airport. We're like, we're going to now, we're going to sit around at delays. The flight takes off on time. And I'm like, and we're watching, like, CNN is on in the airport. I'm like, this, they're getting hit pretty hard. I don't even understand this. I guess they're that used to, like, high winds at the airport. They did not delay. So we go to land, and we go down, you know, and as we're going down, you feel the plane just rocking. And it's like a thin runway in these islands. And it was the first time I I grabbed my wife's hand tight and went, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? 
And he went down. He pulled back up. The pilot gets something and apologizes. He goes, it's very windy down there. The storm is still ongoing. We're going to circle above the cyclone over Puerto Rico. We spent the next hour running on fumes over Puerto Rico. And he makes the announcement. He goes, we're going to have to try this one last time. We're running out of fuel. And I'm like, oh. And he put this thing down. The way, the things were rocking. And we got off. And it was almost impossible to, like, for the shuttles to run us there. I'm like, why are you taking off and landing planes in this? <laughs> But we spent another hour hovering about Puerto Rico after already doing that that climb back yeah. up that jolt you feel right. is so scary. So we were we did it for about fifteen minutes because they had to redirect us to a new runway. Oh, so the fact that you were up there for an extra hour, crazy. That's brutal. Crazy, absolutely crazy. So anyway, there was no Saint Thomas looking over me that day. And <laughs> this is your fault, Greg. This is your I, fault. Listen, I think so far he's batting like 750 today. Thank you. Continue to be your fault. Thank you. I'll take the hit on this one. NFL, a tale of intrigue in Green Bay, where Hall of Fame quarterbacks not named Bart stars seem to leave a trail of bad blood and bad news behind them. Aaron Rodgers was limited at Jets practice yesterday because of a bad piece of veal. Excuse me. I mean a calf issue. Huh? Oh, I get it. Because <laughs> a calf is veal. There you go, Bogues. He likes it. Well, I also did this last week. Damn, really? Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, he called his wife a liar and an idiot, and he was wrong on both fronts. Yeah, she also <laughs> reminded me when I came home that she tried veal at a restaurant a couple months earlier. Yeah. Well, delish. My mother made the best veal. I'll just yeah. you stuff it, prosciutto, mozzarella. You know what? You better hurry up, Greg, because you know what time it is? What? Calf past the cow's ass. Yes! Piece of plain toast. Bogus can't leave yet. He can leave on a Friday. He I've, can't I've, walk out yet. I've, <laughs> what's the name? Gutenkinst. Yeah. Or Arman Gunti. Okay. Arman Gunti, my man. Um, he wanted him fired after the team drafted Jordan Love. Nobody, Put this way. It was dumped, I've been told. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he dumped it from home. <laughs> I said it right. Now you did. Nobody ever denied that claim with Rodgers' agent requesting that Packers president Mark Murphy trade the quarterback or fire the GM early in the 2021 offseason. Murphy denied both requests. Rodgers stayed away from the team until days before training camp that August, and the olive branch was when the team traded for wide receiver Randall Cobb. Count the Jets and Titans as two teams who aren't interested in DeAndre Hopkins, Hop. Previously represented himself, but he just signed with Kelton Crenshaw at Clutch Sports, who represents Devontae Smith, wow. Chase Young, and Kayvon Thibodeau. I guess the Jets aren't going to have a little hops in them. <laughs> Super bad? Yeah. <laughs> Heard they recently added more hops to the mix. That's such a good line. Been drinking it for years. Yeah. Kadarius Tony joined the Chiefs for their championship run last season. And now with a full training camp in that offense around the corner, the team feels he can be a number one type of wide receiver. Yellow. Yep. Guess not playing sound. That's okay. And the Buccaneers of high the hopes for Mike. The computer checked out, too. And the, the computer left at 6.55. <laughs> the Buccaneers have <laughs> high done hopes enough for, today. for a Mike Evans bounce back this season after getting into the end zone just six times with Tom Brady throwing passes last year. Todd Bowles said he wants to see Evans score more this season. Oof. Let's see if Bowles is uh, able to comment on the quarterback battle of the century. 
Everything is frozen. I, I hate guess this computer. So that'll be a tall trask. Yeah, I allow them through everything, obviously, from meetings to field to obviously the competition from a throwing standpoint to grasping the offense, making the right throws, just understanding it overall. And, you know, it comes down to making plays at the end and who has a better command of the offense. You get a choice of Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Choose your fighter. Oh, good for you. And that's what's happening. That's, that's some inspiring stuff there, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. I'm back on the Packers website, by the way. Yeah. They spell the GM's last name phonetically. G-O-O, all caps. That's the stress. Goo. So goo, T-U-H-T-A, Gouda, and then K-U-N-S-T. Kunst. No. I said it right. No. Kunst. No. If it was if it was that, there'd be a double O. There's just a it's U. It's definitely not Budakunst. what Greg said. That's exactly what I said. It is. That's not how you say it. I promise you. He's introduced himself before. But this is how the Packers have it spelled on their website. My you, favorite you guys... porn star is getting married. <laughs> 855-212-4227. We come back. Has A's security given up before DA? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. All right. It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. It's Mraz. It's Bogus. Bogues. How about A's security the other night? You know, in another game with like 300 fans. <laughs> and these things are going to keep happening when the stadium is falling apart. And nobody cares. The A's are a mess. Okay. They're probably going to relocate here to Vegas no matter how hard DA tries. And I give him credit for trying. There is a smattering of people the other night in Oakland. And I mean a smattering. And a fan jumps over the fence by the third base dugout. And runs across the field and is able to round every single base. <laughs> every single base. Waving to whatever people are there. The grounds crew is working on it. There are so little people that care. You know, you'd be like tackled immediately. He is able to score and touch home plate as a guy is raking. And make it back. Essentially to the fence before security just says, hey, you got to stop here. The guy with the <laughs> leaf blower pulls him out. And... It's so egregious. Security doesn't eject him. They allow him to climb the fence back over and go back to his seat. They just changed. Once he moves back off the field, they were like, all right, we're done here. Good job. Now, there's a lot of foul territory in Oakland, so you'd think at first it takes a lot to get to him, but they no. didn't even There was try. like one guy. There was one guy who was like, all right, just enough. Go back there. So I guess part of this is they're probably not hiring more security because nobody's there. But but usually there's like there's rules like the by the space or the amount of people how many security guards yeah. you need and you still have to plan for x a number of people going even it's though it might only dangerous, be two thousand right? Yeah. right so you'd think there still would be enough this is just pure laziness I mean why would you <laughs> pure laziness right the team stinks. why would you care guys I don't know if anybody realizes this what we're happening what's happening in Oakland right now and I know that DA has been a very vocal supporter of keeping the A's in Oakland. But we are actually experiencing the movie Major League in real life without the winning. And the uh, pseudo-hot owner taunting right. the players. But it's it's an owner that is so actively trying to get the team to leave. Yeah. So actively putting down a bad roster. And there is nobody in the stands and nobody has the care to care anymore, even in the building. I mean, think about this. Picture you, the, the feeling you would have in your chest if you were in whatever your local stadium it is, whether it's college or professional, in whatever market you're listening right now. Picture going up to that fence, 
What would your heart feel like if you thought about jumping over that fence and running onto the field? You would be having a borderline anxiety attack, or you would just say, I'm so drunk, I'm going to go for it. Oh, an Oakland fan was able to approach that fence without a care in the world and round the bases, score at home, <laughs> and make it back to his seat, and then still was allowed to sit there and enjoy the game. I mean, the, the does non- that not say it all? The, I think the non-ejection is the most insulting part of it. Like, you got to at least throw him out. When he gets back yeah. at, off the field, you got to go, all right, you, Jimmy, at least you got to leave the stadium now. Even though Schwartz's kids' baseball games at, at the Long Island Rec Center, they would ask the person to leave if they yeah. were running the bases. No, they, well, they, but that's the thing. There's nobody there. You might as well have them stay and cheer on the team. Spend a little money. Maybe he buys a hot dog. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable story. So the A's in Oakland, the new model for this season, even security doesn't care anymore. We come back. Our friend Boomer Esiason had some interesting thoughts on Saquon. Is he right as the running back market continues to turn? It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.